Doom Patrol, Negative Man, Elastigirl, Robot Man. Someone wants the Doom Patrol reunited. Your every word and action is being broadcast across the planet. Now, Monsieur Mana! Well done, my Doom Patrol. Well done. It is too late for you, Calder. Your beloved patrol is doomed. Hello and welcome to Waiting for Doom, the world's greatest and longest running and bestest ever Doom Patrol related podcast where each episode we talk long and lovingly about our favourite superhero team, the mighty Doom Patrol. Hey everyone, I'm Paul. You can find me here, right now, <laughs> in your ears. Now, um, I think I'm on Blue Sky as Hicks, HX. You are? Uh, I am, yeah. That's where I am. That's it. That's it. Anyway. And you can find all, well, do I say other things? You can say find our episodes wherever you found this one. There's more there, behind them, yes. below. Or above, depending Jason. if you reverse sorted. Near, near. Come yeah. On. If you look inside your heart and there's an MP3 player in there, that's where they are. Maybe the doom was the friends we made along the way. Yeah. Something like that. Anyway, <laughs> you can also find all our other episodes and all our other shows on waitingfordoom.com, which is our awesome website. Uh, you can reach us on email at waitingfordoom at gmail.com. You can, we've still got a Waiting for Doom Facebook page with like over Unbelievable. A, a, a thousand followers somehow. It yeah. doesn't quite translate into the number of listens each of our episodes get. Not complaining, no. whatever. Um, and yes, you can find our episodes uh, wherever you find good podcasts and this one. Uh, you can also find us on Buy Me A Coffee. If you look up Waiting for Doom there, you will find us and you can join the brew crew if you would like to support us. Uh, and we also have our sentient still Twitter... <laughs> account uh that's wilfred he's at wfd pod hello wilfred how are you hello, humans. oh wilfred you should really try and shift yourself over first find yeah. the will wilfred he, he's, anyway. he's just fred at the moment he's he's lost the will uh, yeah you know how you say we have like all these thousands of listeners uh followers on facebook yes but not i i think the reason the listening numbers are down is because people have listening parties like they get like 10 people who like our show get together every week and have a party that and, must be it. and listen, which is really weird because we don't release one every week, but they do, that's what they do. Anyway, yeah, but, something like that. Yeah, but we've got, you know, this is episode 192 of Waiting for Doom. Yes. And we've got a bunch of others for other shows that we do, such yep. as Dialer. Nice chat with Shag on Dialer for Flam. Oh, thank you. Say. Yeah. It, it kind of inspired me to actually, I, I've got a, a, an account with um, DC Universe. Do, Infinite I keep Ultra. trying to call it. <laughs> oh, was it, is it DC Ultimate? Is it? <laughs> no, it's not remember. Ultimate. Anyway, yes, it was very encouraging. I should get back on it because I've got the annual subscription. Um, I'm, because I'm an old fart, I'm still of the, oh, physical comics are the only way. Um, but there's so much on there that I, but yes, very nice chat with, oh, thank with you. Shag, uh, Matthews, Irredeem, Irredeemable Shag you had on your show, Dialer for Flanger, and we've also got DCOCD on there, uh, and uh, the Gary show. So yeah, they must be having listening parties. <laughs> I think so, yeah. For all that quality content, and they're just not inviting us. Or yeah, well, I mean, you know? all you people having your listening party now listening to this, I hope you've got some nice um, snacks. Yeah. Because, I mean, that really makes the listening party. You know, you've got some chips and some uh, mini hot dogs. Um, some soda. Fairy bread. Ooh, fairy bread. That's a party. <laughs> anyway, Paul, how have you been? What have you been up to since we last spoke? Oh, mate, let me tell I've started watching... Um, I, I, my son and I had a bit of a Evil Dead um, binge. So oh, wow, we, okay. We watched the two most recent Evil Dead um, films. My mm -hmm. son won't 
watch the original first film because he's not a fan of uh, the concept of tree rape. Um, <laughs> and I'm not saying I am. Yeah, few, few people are, I dare say. Yeah, anyway, but yeah, he's chosen another bunch of... But, so we have started watching Ash versus the Evil Dead after watching the... Right. Uh, the 2013 Evil Dead and Evil Dead Rise. Right. Which was, um, yeah, and there's two things. We're One, we're very much enjoying Evil Dead content, and two, it's ruined most other horror movies for us. Right. Because now we watch, you know, something like Annabelle, and there's like, you know, 35 minutes of Annabelle peeking around corners, at, you know, <laughs> and being unexpectedly in a rocking chair. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going, you know... 5,000 people would be dead if this was an Evil Dead movie by this yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. So, and there'd be blood everywhere. Like, there would be blood spl- spraying everywhere all over everyone yep. at all times, and there'd be, you know, minutes of vomiting and things like that. So, it, it's <laughs> things are fairly tame in comparison. <laughs> it, if it doesn't have minutes of vomiting, it's not worth it, really. No, no. <laughs> what about you? What, are you? what have you been doing? Um, well... My lovely wife, Carly, she gifted me for Christmas tickets to see the Breeders, um, who we went, and the show was finally last night, so we went out on a school night to a rock and roll show, would you believe? A, a rock and roll show. Oh, and, and look, for a, for a band I last saw 30 years ago, <laughs> they still really rock, you know, and, yeah. and they're, they're still full of energy, and they're just, they're, they're a great band. Do um, they uh, rock in chairs like Annabelle? <laughs> no, they're not quite that old. Uh, but yes, I, I first saw the Breeders live uh, at the Big Day Out um, Outdoor Music Festival when it first started touring nationally, and it was uh, that show stopped at the Gold Coast. Uh, so my brother and I went to the very first one there, and that's where I first saw the Breeders live. That was awesome. And then, yeah, getting ready to go to the show last night, I was like, when did I last see them? Oh, 30 years ago. Wow. Cool. Awesome. And then, unsurprisingly, when we got home, we were both very sore and very tired. <laughs> <laughs> and just to just to continue with the rock and roll theme, um, I've managed to score tickets to see The Darkness next week. Oh, wow. On another school night. Is um, uh, he off the drugs now? Um, he must be. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Well, I don't follow them closely, but... I... I do enjoy their first couple of albums, but I knew he'd um, he'd quit for a while because of um, he's been doing heroin addiction. Or I, something? I think so, but he's yeah. been doing. He's got his own YouTube channel now, where he kind of oh, okay. takes and, and comments on on um, songs that he likes or that he stumbles across. So, oh, yeah. okay, it's, it's music related. It's not like um, Kim Wilde who does gardening shows now. No, <laughs> where the kids in the garden. Yeah. Whoa, <laughs> go and get the potty mix. Yeah. <laughs> Kim Mild. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was unavoidable. Um, yeah, so that, that's that's been the biggest thing, and just you know, puttering along through life, and you know, um, watching like a lot of. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> well played, well played. Um, only thing I've recently watched is uh, the episodes of the Doom Patrol TV show. We will be discussing in a few short minutes. Um, what a great coincidence. I too yeah. have recently oh. watched them. I've, I've been through some of them once and some of them twice. It, it, same. I, I, yeah. I got to a certain point um, and then I had to stop. And I think there was a part of my brain that was like, you know, if you don't watch the finale, then it's never really ended for you, Michael. Oh, yes. And then a couple of weeks back, I was like, no, that's stupid. Just go and watch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, um... 
Is there anything we need to mention or look at over on the Doom News desk? Doom News is devoid of any news that I can see. So, um, yeah, it's it's bare. The, the, the news, the teletyper has not teletyped. Okay. It's, well, how yeah. about we dive straight into looking at the Doom Clock? The Doom Clock, yeah, splendid idea. Would that be connected to that ticking? Uh, yeah, funnily enough, yeah. Oh, cool, yeah, cool. cool. <laughs> yeah. One day I'll know. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) So as we look upon the face of the Mighty Doom Clock, we can see that it has been just over 13 weeks since we had a new Doom Patrol book on the shelves, that being issue 7 of Unstoppable Doom Patrol, which came out on October 24th of 2023, and we discussed it in our last episode, episode 191. Gosh, Unstoppable Doom Patrol was good fun. It was. It was so, so much good fun. Yeah. But now yeah. it's time for the This Week in Doom Patrol History guessing game. Um, now, Paul, I, I know which option you're going to go for. Um, cool. But just for our listeners who might be joining us for the first time at one of these listening parties that apparently happen all around the globe. <laughs> <laughs> the old version of the Doom Patrol History guessing game was Paul would get basically a certain number of questions um, in which he would ask me, and I would give him typically a yes or no answer, uh, and he would have to figure out the issue from there. The new version is that I will read a line of dialogue, one per page, in from the issue in question, and Paul has until I reach the end of that issue uh, to figure out what the issue is. Uh, yeah, yeah. you know the difference? The key difference is the first one relied on me using my brain, and this one relies on you reading bits from a comic that I've read. Probably many times. So, and yeah. you still have to use your brain to remember it. Right? Yeah, I, I do, but I don't <laughs> yeah. have to, to generate. The question. other big difference is that the new version is completely devoid of any higher or lower jokes. Yeah, that, but we'll slip them in elsewhere where, where we can. Tired of your sex tape, but <laughs> yeah, I I, I missed the higher lower jokes just personally. Okay. I think a few other people might like them as well. It became a bit of a running gag, but in any case. Um, I will give you the option of which version you would like to go with, Paul. Which panel are you reading from? Which um, pan- I mean, well, go, go for the uh, the new version, the, the you know the the, the clear coke, the clear Pepsi, whatever it is, or Pepsi Crystal, I think it was. Pepsi Crystal, yeah. Was it? I can't remember. Clear, clear gravy version. I'll have that. One. Okay. Um, the other thing I have to mention, and that's going to kind of come into effect very quickly, is that if there is um, a text box which gives a location, I have to read that along okay. with any dialogue. Now, I will let you know that on the very first page of this issue... Yeah. Sorry, I'm just knocking something off my You're table. right there? Yeah. Yeah, there. you can edit that out. Oh, I'll try. <laughs> on the very first page, the only text is... The location. Okay. So it's probably going to give it away very quickly, at least the era in which this is set. Is it Manhattan? No. Because you could go, what part of Manhattan? Lower. Yeah, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And he slipped it in. Anyway, here we go. Okay. Page the first. Okay. Uh, There's all this action happening on the page. There's Mm -hmm. no text other than the location, which is Buena Suerte. Buenas Buenas. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, oh, God. Page three is going to give it away as well. 
okay. Uh, page two. Um, this person is saying, I would, however, like to know that my money is being well invested. It took no small effort on my part to secure you this sanctuary. All right. I yeah, that sounds like um, what's his name? Thayer Joss. Mm. Mm. Joss. All right. Page yeah. three. Are okay. you ready? I mean, I mean, I know which volume we're in. Oh, you will once I read you uh, ah. page three because again there is a location and there is one line of text. How are you doing, Tim? You playing along, mate? You going all right? <laughs> Tim, Tim was playing along last mm, time we listened. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the 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 only text on this page is, I don't recall mentioning the word hero, and the location is Oolong Island. Oh, okay. Okay, I all right, and I it's it's going to be in the first five issues. Okay. Uh, <laughs> next page. Um, here we go. You heard me. House arrest. He does not leave that hospital until I get back. Oh, okay. No, no. All right. I think it might be. Uh, this is after Niles has gone crazy, uh, which happened oh, again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, issue fourteen. I think he went crazy. So, uh, it's, all right. It's it's pitching towards one of the later issues. Mm. Do you think so? Okay. I think. Okay. Uh, next page. Well, who could who who know? No one could ever really know. No, no. <laughs> uh, next page. Okay. You know me. I love a challenge. I do know you, Mike, and you do love a challenge. But what's the next bit? <laughs> Is it hard to read? Is that what you, the challenge you're talking? Yeah, about? Yeah, I took my glasses off. <laughs> no. What, what? The, the, what the panel te- was that from on the page? Uh, I'm not going to tell you because that's not one of the, the format questions. Oh, okay. um, I say what about one? That's I, not- I will give you a hint. <laughs> I will give you a hint oh, yeah. that <laughs> that line is being said by someone who oh. may have been in a team that may have had a word that they just said in that team name. What? Never mind. You'll get it at the okay, end. Okay, okay. All right. Um, All right. Hit me. Oh, there's so f- so little dialogue on this page. Good Lord. Mm. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, this will give you a big... Uh, anyway. The line is, Good day, Father Davis. Good day. Oh, okay. Rocky Davis from the Challengers of the Unknown. The team... Mm-hmm. Um, not Padre. What's the word? Team, team religious man. <laughs> yes, every team needs a good religious man. <laughs> okay, next one. Chaplain, uh, chaplain. That's chaplain. what I wanted. Chaplain. I was going to say council or council. Yeah, chaplain. He's the, he's the Charlie Chaplain of the. He's plane. the team religious. Man. <laughs> <laughs> next one. Uh, the good news is, you know, just by using alternate words, I can just keep rolling, and we don't get any. You know, mess ups in the show. Yeah, yeah. smooth yeah. like a fox. Next page. Um, yeah. For the record, I didn't sign on to get eaten by no painting. I didn't sign on to get eaten by no painting. Mm. Mm, okay, I'm, I'm going to have a guess now. Oh, okay. And uh, 
No painting, da, 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 da. I, I think it's like issue four. No. Of volume five. Right volume, wrong issue. Damn it. Okay. Um, can I get... I think the audience would really enjoy a higher or lower opportunity at this point to hear that <laughs> no, classic no. that classic joke that's pretty retired. Let, let me read one more. I'll, I'll read right, the next page, right. and then if we can get in a higher or lower. All right, we'll, we'll see. see what we can do. Okay, yeah. next page. Uh, Not for we... me, for the fans. Yeah, do it, yeah, the yeah. fans. The listening parties can just be patient. Uh, <laughs> just have another mini Frankfurt. On. I hope you got them on the, um, you know... Toothpick. <laughs> On a like, toothpick. You mean like a cocktail wiener? Yes. Yes. There we go. <laughs> anyway, staying on target. Uh, okay. Next page. Freestanding portal? Check. Going to have to get a space-time field modulator up here. Last thing I need is one of the crew falling into wherever again. Ah, okay. So it's pre-ambush bug. Is this... Um... Is this in the first eight issues? Yes. Oh, you blew it. (laughs) (laughs) Goodness. All right. It's it's issue two. Higher. It's issue two. (laughs) There we go. Ding, ding, ding. You're welcome, everyone. (laughs) Yay. So, all right. Is it three? No. Is it four? No. <laughs> Is it... Did I say five before? Lower. <laughs> <laughs> did I do that right? No. Is it five? It is not. Is it... Well, you should have said higher. Oh, sorry, I, I'm of the mindset... Much like, gonna, I, much like the digital versus physical comics, higher or lower jokes belong in the old format of the, oh, of the quiz. Okay, you purest snob. Yep, that's me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would like to apologise to the audience at your listening party because Mike does not want you to have the humour that you know and love because he is a stickler yep. for the rules that he makes up. Yep. I just want to point out. Yeah. <laughs> He, yeah, Mike. All right, so anyway, getting back on target. Do you want the next page or are you going to make another guess? Don't scream at me, Mike. Oh, that's not screaming. (laughs) Issue six. Higher. Seven. Thank God we finally got to the end. I did it, yes. (laughs) By a process of deduction and using my brain, I got there. Is that a record? I think I, that's a new record. Oh, hang on a minute. I have to count the pages now. Let me see. We got up to... One, two, three. That's what I used to say when I was a young man. I'd walk into brushes and say, is that a new record? <laughs> eight. You got up to page eight. It's not exactly a record. It's, it's, it's a lower record. <laughs> counting my questions? Because I just had lots of guesses after a while. Instead of you did. Once you figured out it was as... between... <laughs> Once you figured it, it was lower than eight, you were like, oh, yeah. here I go. But each question should count for a page, I think, so that's no. probably about a 
I know. No. Oh, we're just more random rules, would yep. like. Yep, my game, my rules. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> going on sale for US three ninety nine on February third of twenty ten, with the cover date of April of that year, was indeed Doom Patrol Volume Five, Issue Seven. This issue was titled While You Were Out and was brought to us by Keith Giffen, Matthew Clark, Cliff Richards, not the singer, John Livesay, John J. Hill, Simona Martore and Elizabeth V. Gerling. And in this issue, the team and Oolong Island are recovering from the fallout of the Blackest Night crossover event. Meanwhile, uh, yeah, hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, a metahuman moving company are collecting everything out of Dayton Manor. So that was Oberon and his team talking about. The, oh, the yeah, that was way too an insider yeah. thing reference for me to get. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome. You. Um, so they were moving everything out of Dayton Manor. Former patrol financier Thea Jost seemed to be putting together a team of his own, and a mysterious woman named Jane has appeared on the beach. All this plus the final part of a Metal Men backup story, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. So you were just like, you know, I know what Paul likes. He likes feeling foolish. No. So, and I too enjoy feeling that he's foolish. So well, after we finish recording, go and have a chat with our team religious man. <laughs> And he'll make you feel better. Uh, so we discussed this issue and the rest of this story arc way back in episode 146 from June of 2019. And you can find that in the Doom dossier for Volume 5 Part 2. Uh, I don't think we... Hang on, that's a typo. Volume, Doom dossier for Volume 5. We didn't have a Part 2 for that. Uh, my notes need tidying up. Anyway, all of that goodness, much like this episode, can be found over at waitingfordoom.com. And that's it for the Doom Clock this week. All right, um, everyone at the listening party, we're going to play a promo now. You can go to the toilet. Um, you can talk about the last segment and what you thought was the best bit of it. You know, so many to choose from. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, and we'll be we'll be back in a minute. So yeah, and uh, recharge your glasses. Yeah, I, I don't mean just put more drink in them. I don't mean oh, electric. Yeah, they, yeah. Okay. Don't don't put your drinks near electrical sockets. All right, Mike, carry on. I think it's going well. It's going good today, isn't it? Ah, it's it's good like a fox. Yep. (laughs) What does that mean? Batman wouldn't help them, so now the team's on their own. Black Lightning, Geoforce, Halo, Katana, Looker, Metamorpho. People of power with a new purpose. They are. The Outsiders. The Outcasters continues its coverage of The Outsiders, and Mike W. Barr's team for the 80s has big changes on the way, with a new home, a new title, and coming soon, the Baxter series. You can find the show on Right On Network with your favorite podcatcher, or listen at thehunterspodcast.com, and follow us on Twitter at BatOutcasters, because to live outside the law or on Twitter, you must be honest. And now, for the very last time on the show, we're going to feature uh, have a well, a featured discussion about the Doom Patrol TV show because it's gone, it's ended, it's finished. Mm. Uh, we cannot wait for any more. There is no more, though. They did, you know, give us a good solid bit of waiting, I think. Yeah. And so, yeah, it recently concluded. When did it come on? In November twenty twenty three. Yes. 
Yeah, and we yeah the last six ep- issues. Epi- no, it's a, it's a show. It's not a comic. It's episodes. Uh, ep- episodes. Yep. The last six episodes were aired, and um, we it, it was only a nine month gap between the first and the last six, the first six and the last six. Yeah, and you know nothing kills momentum or interest than an eight to nine month gap. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, a lot of shows, they'll go, we're going to have a gap here at the, this point, but we're going to build it up so it's like a, a mini cliffhanger and it's exciting and everyone's going to go, oh, and this wasn't that. This was like, ah, six, that'll do. <laughs> it was six, then a vast, desolate wasteland for eight to nine months, and yeah. I'm pretty sure there was little to no promotion about did it you, coming Did back. you say eight months? I think it was eight months. Higher. <laughs> 8.5. Yeah. Oh, Mike, don't you know the bit by now? <laughs> oh, where's the team religious man? I need to talk to someone about this. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, and as we as the months rolled on, you know, I'm certain there was yeah hardly any promotion about it coming back. I think maybe yeah. one ad sort of the week beforehand, and I was kind of like, oh yeah, that's right. Oh, cool. Doom Patrol, we used to do a show about that. Yeah. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, so, Mike, you, uh, you've watched all six now? So I have know. watched all six, yes. What What do you want to start with? The highlights? The, the things that could have been better? Where, where do you want to go? I think, let's get the bad stuff out of the way first. Okay. Um, I, don't, <sighs> I, I don't think season four... I, I, I can only give it an okay rating. Yeah. Um, I think the last six episodes were a little bit all over the place. Um, and there had been sort of this build-up at the start of the season about, oh, Immortus is coming, Immortus is coming. And then when it was revealed who Immortus actually was, yeah. or who Immortus was inhabit- inhabiting, I was kind of like, oh, really? Yeah. I mean, part of it was Immortus was not the Immortus we know from the comics. No. But... It was also a character that I'd pretty much forgotten from the TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. And it seemed to me like, was this the original plan? But, yeah, it, I mean, maybe it... Yeah, because it, it kind of felt anticlimactic, perhaps, that Immortus was... Uh, well, we're going we're gonna to spoil this. It's all out there. Immortus was the uh, um, Rita's rival from the local theatre company um, who... Uh, witnessed Madame Rouge arriving in the time mm-hmm. machine and then got sucked into the time stream. After um, after Rouge pushed her down the hole that the time machine had created. Yeah. So. Um, and it was, yeah, it was very... Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, I seem to remember that character. But, yeah, to make her the big bad uh, was odd. As, as Rita said... Uh, when Immortus was revealed, Isabel fucking feathers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, and to be honest, at first I was like super annoyed with Isabel being the big bad. But then I kind of thought, oh, maybe they're kind of, and maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I kind of thought maybe they're trying to be a bit clever about the whole immortality thing because Isabel seems to be one of those, um, yeah young people that are sort of social media influencers and in a way they've kind of achieved their own immortality because they're on the internet forever and a day you know unless whatever streaming platform or you know internet platform they're on gets removed they're gonna be their their image is gonna be 
immortalized to a certain extent um, on our computers forever sort of thing. They're always going to be out there. And I thought maybe they're trying to, you know, have a dig at social media influences through that. But again, that was probably, that was probably just some part of me reading way too much into it. And I thought, oh, if that's what they're aiming for, that that's kind of funny. But they, yeah. didn't, they didn't really dig into it. But I thought if they had, that might be... And she even had a line at one point where she said, I'm not evil, I'm famous. You know, yeah. and, and uh, oh, I wish I could remember the line probably where she said, oh, you know, I, so she they, she said something, 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 and oh, I'm not Disney. You know? <laughs> you know, I'm, not, I'm not, not the Disney Corporation. And so I kind of thought, oh, they're kind of having a dig at it, but they didn't go too much into it because, um, and they got, kind of gave her these time controlling powers yeah. um, that only Rouge could see. Yeah. And I don't think they ever explained that. No, no. Uh, I mean, there was some fun there. But I really liked her appearances on that uh, chat show, The World of What. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where I was like, you know, the body of Isabel Feathers has been found and that body is alive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that sort of thing. I mean, there, there were some good moments there. But yeah, it was very odd that the whole focus of the show, like it, it really was... You know, it was kind of like Doctor Who with Bad Wolf, Bad Wolf, you know, all this build up to something happening. And then it's it's a, a throwaway character that you never took seriously at any point. And mm-hmm. you still really couldn't take her seriously because she was you know, she's pretty shallow for, a, you know, Elder God with all these, you know, awesome powers. Yeah. You know, easily manipulated and everything. And yeah. So I think that was a first big anticlimactic moment. The other one was um, in the last episode uh, where it opens with the team are facing a trapped in the um, in the th- local theatre. They're dealing with um, Immortimus on the stage and then the killer butts are busting yeah. in. And the, the team manage... And then... Uh, um, that singing butt <laughs> and, yeah. the, and the doctor come in and it turns into a musical number. Um, yeah. and Isabel gets angry that she's not the focus of attention. So the team kind of, the patrols sneak out of the theater and it's left, you know, you're thinking, Oh, okay. The butts and Immortimus are going to duke it out. And the theater just kind of starts glowing and sinks into the earth and vanishes. And it was like, Oh yeah. Uh, sort of butt sex machina. That's um, translated as butts from the machine. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh my God. I'm sure there's some listening parties right now that are like spitting their food out so that they <laughs> choke to death from how that, that sounded. That's um, a good show title. <laughs> Put that out there too. Yeah, title of your sex tape. Um, Anyway, um, yeah, but and and so there was that. But then the very final scenes were quite bittersweet when we got to them in the end. So it, it was it was a as you and I conversed via text messages once I'd finished watching them. All I said, you know what, it's been a bit of a bumpy road. Yeah, yeah. I mean. With the gap, I, I must admit, I came into the, the six last episodes and I struggled to remember where we were at and what was happening. And, you know, I eventually went back and rewatched the first six, mm. um, which kind of, you know, 
like I was going, is there much groundwork for Isabel's role? And, you know, not really. No. Um, they see her drifting in the time stream at one point and uh, Rouge is like, oh, there's that woman, mm-hmm. you know, and they and they were kind of like, should we rescue her? Nah. <laughs> and that's that's it. Um, so, but it didn't seem to be that, uh, you know, Isabel's return was to do with their hubris or, you know, um, coldness to... Mm their humanity you know the humanity of others it was just like it was treated a bit of a joke um yeah and we got uh the return of dorothy which was welcome but and the uh introduction of casey um in the beginning of the season and yeah but i was like why i mean amortis had all these agents and including tormenox you know who were you know stealing the longevity of our heroes and the main focus was, okay, the heroes have lost something that they've had forever and taken for granted, and now they're all trying to get it back. And, yeah, it, it, there was a lot of reacting to that. I don't know. I felt like episode, uh, season three went out on a high. I was really happy. Like, the team came together. Rita was in charge. They were yes. in a giant robot. You know, um, Cliff was sort of off the table, not in his normal body. But, you know, they were travelling the world fighting giant testicle monsters, um, as they do. And, <laughs> yeah, it was all, like, yeah, gung-ho and I'm really enjoying this. Uh-huh. And I kind of hoped that, um, yeah, we would have a break from the the trauma and the sadness and everyone dealing with their issues. Yeah, and I, so I felt like we went back into everybody's issues. Um, there were some resolutions, which I appreciate, but, oh, geez, it was a hard path to get to these resolutions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like Jane, let's talk about it. Jane got integrated. Um, cyborg? <laughs> so, well, he, he, he found peace and, you know, uh, a way to help the community in a productive manner as opposed to just fighting crime all the time. You know, he was, yeah. he was and he recon- reconnected with his dad, Vic. Sorry. I was looking for his name, Vic. That's what the mess I was, you know, I was trying to, I didn't have something like religious man to fall back on to talk about him because I'd already used his, his, his title is team religious man. Thank you. <laughs> team. So yeah, Alfred. yeah. J- Jane, Jane's alternate personality is becoming one, becoming the kaleidoscope character, which got shortened to K, that was a nice touch. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. Uh, Vic becoming, you know, finding peace and helping the community in a different way, yet still productive, helping the next generation of geniuses. That was cool. Um, Larry and 104 and Keeg. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, okay. They're particles in space now, I guess. Yeah. You know? Um, but it, it was kind of sweet how Larry and Keeg flew off uh, and rescued the block of lead that was 104. <laughs> yeah. Um, from the ocean, and, you know, they went off into space and became a star. I'm yeah. Sure. And- yeah, Cliff overcame his Parkinson's uh, for a bit, and then he had that, that gem that Immortimus had gifted him yeah. at the very end, and he could see... Uh, Rory's future and adult Rory played by Matthew Zuck who was oh. the, the the body actor for Larry so that oh, was a nice touch that. yeah yeah so that was cool and and then um <laughs> I was I was watching uh I've been watching because yeah I started season four from the start again and went all the way through um and 
I'd been watching it with my, my younger son, Lachlan, so he was there for the finale with me. And the final moments of the scene are, um, you know, Cliff being happy that he's gotten to see what Rory's future will be, and Rory will turn out kind of okay. You know, yeah. he'll have some bumps in his life, but he'll be good. And the very last scene is, is Robot Man kind of going, oh, it's okay, I made it home. And then his eyes lights powering down, and yeah. then he just shuts down, and then the credits roll. And Lachlan was not happy about that ending. <laughs> he was just like, that's it? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. yep. Um, so that was a bit eh, bittersweet. Um, also, Jane and Casey getting together and travelling off in space in Niles' little spaceship. That was kind of sweet. Yeah. Um, Rita's funeral and Rita being the one to, you know, pass away first. Um, that was a bit bittersweet. Especially when, you know, she asked for a, a funeral pyre and they were all putting things into the fire and most of it was alcohol related because <laughs> they were like, oh, we thought this was your favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it was I w- like I Rita was my favorite character in the show. Mm. Um, I'm not sure she was the heart of the team because she seemed to be in conflict with most of them at most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um but one of the threads that came through this entire season was her and Rouge having this great friendship in the past, and now they hated each other. Well, Rita hated Rouge, mm. and that healed over the course of the season. So, you know, Rouge was particularly upset when uh, Rita died. But, yes. um, yeah, yeah it, was, it was sad because oh, I was sad, and then, you know, they're doing Rita's funeral. Rita's there as a ghost, which mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a dream come true, being able to watch your own funeral or a nightmare. But anyway, <laughs> and... Then just all these bits of the funeral being played for laughs, like her her body expanding and exploding yes. <laughs> in the flames, and yeah, all this sort of weird stuff, and the smells, and yeah, it, it's like uh, I don't know how I feel about it because I feel like I I got robbed of a moment, but I don't know if I actually wanted that moment. So yeah, I, I yeah. do agree with you that one of the best bits of of this se- season was the relationship uh, between Rita and Rouge. Yeah, because um, that was that was really complex, and I love how that was played up. Even in probably my favourite episode of the season, um, Mortimus Patrol, where it was a musical episode. Because I'm a, oh, right. I'm a sucker for a musical episode. Um, but yeah, Rita and Rouge had a duet uh, where they were singing about how they were best friends, and partway through the song, Rouge starts remembering what's actually the truth and realizes yeah. what's going on. So. And there was this wonderful sort of juxtaposed bit where Rita's like, oh, it's great being friends. Let's do all this friendly stuff together. And Rouge is like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I love how the sex ghosts were like the, the chorus line <laughs> in that episode. Yeah, they were the uh, the Greek chorus of it yeah. all. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that was, that was a weird ep. Like, I, I was like, I, do I like this? I hate it. Like, uh, I think... Uh, unfortunately, it's the same year that we had the uh, the Star Trek Strange New Worlds musical episode, which... Uh, oh. Have you seen that? No. I, I've not seen any Strange New Worlds, oh, unfortunately. Wow. Uh, I will get there one day. You know me, I'm yeah. always slow to these things. Yeah, yeah. well, that, uh, that's a great show, and that is a fantastic episode. And the songs are so, you know, polished. You know, they're like uh-huh. a, a really good Disney movie level type of song. Oh, wow. And they're all performed really well and everything. And integrated into the plot really well whereas this kind of had a you know sort of high school musical vibe and, and i'm not talking about a you know 
a movie, high school <laughs> musical vibe. I'm talking about a local high school production. That you get dragged along to when you have yeah, the Yeah, I mean, the sets were quite elaborate, but, you know, the the singing and dancing was kind of like, ah, that's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly some of them were uh, are not great singers, but you know what? They they did their best, you know? Yeah, and, then, and you know, if you want to hear, you know... Um, Brendan Fraser sing about masturbation. This was the app for you because there were two songs about it. <laughs> I also liked how the the big final number of that episode uh, was Immortimus singing at the team how they're doomed and how they used the main theme music for the show. Yeah, for that, yeah. For that number, that was that was really cool. So yeah, I actually think that was the best. Uh, song in the okay. episode yeah because I, I it was already familiar it was already established and it, it worked really well mm. i did i i was tickled by the lyrics of that too at the start when isabel feathers sings was it so hard to give me your love and devotion i should have chosen the timeline that featured lotion yes <laughs> <laughs> and i went did i just hear what i heard <laughs> and uh, then in lotion the, it, the cat from the gerard way run who's yeah not then, been in the show and then funnily enough in the, the, the final scenes where uh, Jane and Casey are in their spaceship, Casey walks into the, the room where Jane is painting, and she's got a little black cat. Yes. So maybe they will get that turned into lotion at some point. I don't know. We'll never know. There won't be we season five. Know. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it, I think probably season three is my favourite of the whole show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, I think... Yeah, I think season three was the best. Um, but it got us to a point that I was really happy to move forward and then we kind of went backwards and did it all again. But, uh, you know, it, it did end. Like, there's no picking the show up and continuing now. No. It's, it's done, so... If, if the Patrol yeah. ever come back to TV, it will have to be a, a new... You know, some other corner of the DC multiverse, I guess. But, look, I... I be very surprised if they ever brought the property back at all but i'm also very happy that it got to the tv screens in the first place yeah it's amazing the fact we got a doom patrol tv show at all is just still somewhat mind-blowing um yeah the fact that it didn't go out quite in a great manner because i was doing some research and they renewed it for the fourth season in october of 21 um apparently and then yeah january 23 they said it's going to be the final one so i think um at some point during filming they were like okay we need to wrap all this up yeah how how are we going to do that um because yeah it definitely felt like there were plans that changed yeah and they didn't change particularly organically um no because it was such a like it started with you know the butt apocalypse at the start of season four and they saw the future where the butts are taken over and then it was like okay now they're trying to meld Immortimus and the butt apocalypse and I don't think they did a, a, a I don't think they did it as well as it could have been done yeah it, it was a very very bumpy road to get to the end yeah but I mean I'm just going to have a quick scan over the uh, the bingo cards while you keep talking to see if there's anything else that came up so um, yeah, no. the, the other one I didn't like, the second last episode, Portal Patrol, they threw time travel into it in the second last episode ever. Um, so they, they had Rouge going back to the 40s where she met the younger version of herself. Um, uh, you know, and, and, and Vic 
just conveniently had all these new gadgets could create <laughs> that weird little time bubble thing. Um, and it was, I was just like, oh, I don't like time travel stories at the best of times. And to suddenly throw it in to, oh, let's get a chance to get our longevity back through this manner. And they still didn't pull that off. And it was like, well, what was the point of the episode? You know, it just seemed very, very scattershot as the season went along. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, so on the bingos, we got a few a few more uh, squares marked off, but I don't think we completed any more bingos. So we mm-hmm. saw Casey Brink mm-hmm. came in on uh, the card number five. Uh, General Immortus, I think we'll say that happened. Mm. Well, it was called Immortus. And yeah, all right. Yeah. It's as close as we can get. Yeah. Um, now, this is more controversial. Do we get Lotion the Cat? Uh, well, Lotion was mentioned in the song. There was a black cat. All right, I mean, let, let's give it to us because this is if, the end anyway. If we're giving it General Immortus, yeah, let's give it Lotion. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so that went on bingo card number three. So we've got one on. We got three extras from the last six episodes. So I'll okay. update update that. We never got Hot Hands. We never got the Think Tank. We never got Karma, Fug, Oolong Island, Charlie the Doll, Thea Josh. The Hiroshima Kites, uh, the Vectra, um, Kansas City. We never went to Kansas City. We never went to Paris. Mm. We never had Bruno's Nightclub. Uh, we never had the Challenges of the Unknown. Uh, Cliff in a New Body. Ooh. Um, Ooh that, uh, might ask the judges for that one. What do you think? Uh, look, I'll have to confer with the team religious man, but I, I, I don't think... <laughs> I don't think so. He was pretty much stuck in the one body. And yes, he got back into his own body yeah. through weird means, but no, I'm going to say no on that one. Okay. Uh, we never had Imbig and Rita. Yes, we did. We did. We did. At the end of season three. I'm yeah. Gonna, that one. Yeah. yeah. Harry Christmas. Never had Harry Christmas. We oh. did... Um, Guess the guy who's the cartoonist who created uh, Flex Mentello. Um, Wally Green. Wally Sage. Wally Sage. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Wally Sage. Yeah. It is a similar color, sage and green. So yeah, I'll give sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was no um, Flex Mentello this season. So another oh. thing that was missing. Yeah. We never had anti Doom Patrol po- uh, protesters. We never used anagrams. We didn't have Nudge. We didn't have a Pelican, Rebus, Margoth, the Demon Lord. No. Uh, Maddox, the Wild Girls, the, the Tereus. Tereus? 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 Yeah, so, yeah, a few things left back on the table. Mm. But if it came back, I would want to see it as animation now, I reckon. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Could, they it would definitely it would be sufficiently different yes. to be able to do that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. What did you think of Timothy Dalton's return as Niles in these last few <laughs> well, episodes? It answered the question no one was asking. How did he hurt his back? <laughs> yeah, how did he end up in a wheelchair? Oh, it was Cliff's fault all along. Cliff you know. by accident, and so, yeah, but it, yeah. So Cliff caused the accident that changed Niles, who then caused the accident that changed Cliff and everyone else. Yeah. So that's pretty twisted. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, it was good to see him again. I, it was a pity it wasn't a full interaction with the team in the present day, or you know, some sort of comeback like that. But yeah, yeah. I, I, it was a good season for Willoughby. I thought there was some good Willoughby this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, as as you've mentioned, um, 
season three ending on a high where like they were like yeah we're a suit team of superheroes we're weird and different but we're gonna go and fight this giant testicle monster um <laughs> and it like it ended on such a high and then season four was like no we're still miserable and we still all you know hate our lives blah 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 and it was like oh come on yeah so and I particularly because the start was you know reaches an ineffective leader the team's all dysfunctional mm. you know and yeah, and, there were and, some good jokes there, but there weren't, you know, it wasn't good drama, I thought. We only got to see the giant testicle monster very briefly, and we never saw them actually fight it. It was more like they got back to the mansion, like, oh, yeah, we, we did that. Another mission ticked off. Well done, team. Yeah. Um, and I know that the doom and gloom is an overarching theme in the comics because, you know, they're called the Doom Patrol and, you know, season five in particular, you know, uh, season series five, volume five, even if you want to call that, that we just looked at in the, the previous section of the show. Um, you know, they're all kind of a bit niggly with each other, but they knew they were family. But so, yeah, they've always been a bit down in the dumps, which is part of the appeal for me. But to ring out another, another season of it on the TV show, yeah. Uh, and I I know that some people love that about the show, that there was like, oh, well, these aren't your typical heroes. These are dysfunctional and they all have, you know, in, interpersonal drama and they, they don't get along and they're not always the best of friends. I was like, yeah, but can we take a breather from that? Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I must confess, maybe I'm emotionally stunted, but I didn't really get the resolution of Jane's problems in the fact, you know, she it was all symbolised by this jigsaw puzzle with so many pieces she could never do it. And, you know, there was a hint that, you know, having Casey in her life would help her solve the puzzle because, you know, Casey organised all the piles. Yep. And then she has a flashback and, you know, with Niles in the past, well, not a flashback, a literal trip to the past, yeah, and yeah. So talks for, it through with Niles and solves all the problems. So that yeah. that was the thing about the time travel episode. It was it was like Cliff went back and met young Niles and and Willoughby. Um, Jane went back and met Niles at the manor, um, and and Rouge went back and met her younger self. Um, and it was yeah, all kind of pointless. Really, it didn't you know. There was, yeah. So that's a long way of saying, yes, I agree with you. It was not a great payoff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like you said, amazing that it happened. Uh, what a time to be alive. Yeah. Who would have ever thought that we would have such influence that Hollywood would, <laughs> would you know, provide us with this alternate form of the patrol for our entertainment? You know? Yeah. And, uh, of course, Jeremy Carver is moving on to do the Amanda Waller show. With oh, James really? Gunn. Yeah. Oh, so. wow. Okay. That's Interesting to see if he takes some of the uh, the crew with him. Okay. Mm. Radio. Like Shoshana Sashi. Who yeah. Came on show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will admit, when I saw that she had written the finale, I was like, okay, that's cool. She'll, she, you know, does good stuff. Um, and I kind of think that she, well, I'm hoping she did the, the majority of the send-offs because they... For the most part, they were they were good. Though. It was a very bittersweet ending um, mm. overall. So, you know, I, I I do tip my hat to the entire creative team that's been involved in the show for the past four seasons. Um, it could not have been a, a an easy show to put together. You know, you look at what was on the screen, you think, how did they pull that off <laughs> with some of the stuff? You know, yeah. Um, but at the same time, I yeah, this a bumpy road for for the back half of season four. So, yeah, 
Yeah. But, I mean, it's probably a very important show as far as, you know, queer representation and, mm-hmm. you know, taking things, that, relationships that, you know, haven't been part of the superhero world and progressing them, you know, on screen in a real way. It's yeah. Fun. Yeah. I, and, I, again, I think that was um, part of why the show was enjoyed because it, it wasn't a typical superhero show. Mm. Um, it, it wasn't always, yes, good has won. It was sometimes, oh, yeah, good's won, but, oh, geez, we're all miserable. Um, you know, oh, whoops, we've kind of destroyed the town that we live in. Um, yeah. And even the team recognized that themselves in the finale. It was kind of like, you know, everything that um, we ran into was kind of our fault to a certain extent. And I was like, yeah, yeah well, you know. Yeah. Well, and, look, and honestly, <laughs> it was a show I... You know, friends said to me, Should, would I what, like it? And I'd kind of go, no, you, I don't think you probably would like it because it mm. wouldn't be for everybody. No. That's fine. I mean, it's, you know, it's not like Ghostbusters, not for everyone. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely not for everyone. I just had a thought, <laughs> a flashback to um, when they had uh, Doom Patrol Day um, and they're on the... the the float on the back of the, the truck waving at the, the citizens of Cloverton <laughs> and they see the balloon of um, Rita and just the joy in her voice when they realise that the giant floating blob is... And she's like, that's me! <laughs> 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 oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> so there were some good... Yeah, there were some good points uh, in this season, but yeah... Um, I hate to say it again, a bumpy road to get to there and to the finale as well. So, um, yeah, it, it's almost like they could have just ended it on season three on a high note. But, um, I, I, yeah, it's probably right that they gave everyone a send off as they did. Yeah, cool. I mean, I and I can't wait to see what April Balby does next. I think, you know, she was uh, one of the standouts from this. Yes, yeah. agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. So um for the very last time we will say farewell to the Doom Patrol T V show. Mm. Unless it comes back. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> farewell at this stage. <laughs> we will never know your life again unless you come back. <laughs> Alright. Play another promo, Mike. Um toilet break everyone. <laughs> According to the latest report from falsifiedstats.com, there are currently 12 million active comic book podcasts clogging up the internet superhighway, and 2.3 million new comic book podcasts are being created every single day. If you're looking for something a little different, then let me tell you about Mike's Comic Shop Roadshow. Mike travels the globe and visits comic shops along the way, talking to the owners, or really just whomever happens to be minding the store that day. And it's through these conversations that you'll meet some wonderful people and learn how comic shops are run in places like Murfreesboro, Illinois, and Liverpool, New South Wales, Australia. So check out Mike's Comic Shop Roadshow, a truly unique comic book podcast among billions of the same old, same old. Find it now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Mike, and I approve this message. And now it's part of the show, but we're doing the mailbag of doom, and I don't know if I'm interrupting it, but I've gone first, so that's really tipped my hand that that's what I'm doing, Mike. 
<laughs> you played yourself, sir. <laughs> yes, I've put you in a quandary. Not really. Uh, <laughs> a, a mental escape room from which there is no mental escape. No, I'm, um, I'm, I'm fine with you going first. <laughs> it's, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> Dwell not in bitterness, my friend. Uh, okay. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> Just, Off you go. <laughs> all right, I'm, yeah, we've sorted this out. It got tense for a second. Not really. I'm sitting here <laughs> sipping my coffee. Don't me... yell at me, Mike. <sighs> Do you need me all to right. call the team religious man for you? <laughs> all right. So um, I would like to thank the people who have bought us a coffee. Um, this month is it's the month we will be having the Zoom get together and the invitations we're going out shortly. It's not a big deal, but I'm going to make it a big deal. It's going to happen. Mm. Ooh. Anyway, uh, I'd like to thank uh, Ashford Wright, AJ Wright. He's from the Cassandra Kane podcast, The Outcasters, Feathers and Foes, The Hunters podcast, and Straight Out of Gallifrey, and Straight Out of the Federation. Um, found interesting ways to say those. And, uh, you know, all of this is collected under the Right On Network, which is his his stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you like uh, any of those things, and like Blake Seven and Doctor Who, and who doesn't? Lots of people. Um, people that like sport a lot tend to not like them. Um, people with no imagination. Um, people who... Anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> Probably not a track to go down, but... Stay on target. <laughs> You know where you meet people and you go, hey, what's your favourite movie? And they say, I don't really have a favourite movie. And you just go, I'm going to talk to someone else. Bye. <laughs> that's me. Anyway, I'm sorry. Um, anyway, and that's not the end of the list. <laughs> Tim Price. Tim Price, who is from the Outcasters. He is the master of not one, not two, not three, but maybe four voices. So... <laughs> A truly amazing talent. He is a community theatre director. Mm. He is a fitness instructor and a martial artist, but not one that you could imagine in any martial art tournament. So, yeah. Um, but okay. Tim, Tim's lovely. Uh, he doesn't seem like a person who could hurt you, but uh, apparently he can. Yeah. With his words and his fists. With his lies about his age yeah there we yeah. i didn't want to bring it up but anyway who else is on the brew crew list paul <laughs> it's going fast uh kevin wetter friend family man giver carer a man who can reach things that i can't because he's very tall <laughs> he's in charlotte he might be having a swim in the morning he might be listening to this in the car uh there might be someone else in the car hi there you know who, who i'm talking to right. hello yeah hey Allah. Anyway, um, and also we've got Fabio Arvad. Uh, I don't know anything about him, so I'm just going to make stuff up. He's a philosopher, a scholar, a man with the voice of an angel who can dance like a stair and he can fight like Tyson. So, you know, yeah, I hope that's all true. And if it isn't, we could work on it. We can make it true, Fabio. This is my encouragement to you. Anyway, uh, Bill Bear, he's the custodian of the Bat Pod. He can't sing, he can't dance, and he can't stop podcasting about Batman. Mm-hmm. So um, he's been voted a top bloke on our show. All in favour? Aye. Aye. There you go. Top bloke. Even Dr. Herfenstrafner voted aye. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a sweep. Hang on. Uh, religious team man's just voting. He's voting aye as well. Okay. Yep. Thank you, religious man. Religious, um, team religious man. Come on. Get it Team right. religious man. Sorry. Oh, now he's stormed off. Oh, you've done it's it. It's hard now. for me Great. to get terminology wrong, but there I go. Um Frack, he's a doctor, he's a flamenco guitarist, he's a shearer, a roustabout, and a slam poet. And he's one of our coffee supporters. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine Frack practicing his slam poetry mm. whilst performing surgery. <laughs> yeah, and cheering. Rastabouting, yeah. yeah. whatever that is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you know, it's a good thing all these are positive because we can't possibly get done for slander on any of these. Well, Keith G. Baker, he's a belligerent animal. He's a certified bone. That's a beast of a man. Right. Um, when you meet him, will he bite you or hug you? You don't ever know. But right. um, I recently heard him on magazines of monsters uh, talking about Greenland Core and Zatanna. So he has that going for him. Right. Uh, Mark Bender, he owns the largest sex tent in the world. No, sorry, sextant. Sorry, he's a, he's a he sales <laughs> I was going to say, what the fuck is a sex tent? <laughs> You'd have to ask Mark Bender about that. But yeah. Um, so in the absence of any facts about you, Mark, that's what I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> Who else is on the break? <laughs> Please wrap this up. I'm sorry. Martin Gray, he uh, loves comics. He writes about comics. He was involved in making comics in the UK Marvel comics. He is, uh, he's a man who travels the world except for Australia. So, you know, mm. yeah. we can read into that what we will. Oh, yeah. I have already. Yeah. 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 Mike Atchison, he is a man who is so good at what he does, they pay him to travel the world and do it. And I won't tell you what he does because it's kind of like scary. Like, uh, yeah. Anyway, but he... Uh. He's amazing. He also does the Mike's Travelling Roadshow uh, podcast. We'll, I think we'll slip in one of his promos in this episode. Or well, we did. Yeah, there we go. I checked. We did already. We did. Yep. We did. Well done, Mike. Uh, Mike Mike, and Mike. Too You're many welcome. Mikes. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you, Mike, for your Travelling Roadshow. He, he goes to comic shops and he talks to the owner and then he talks about a comic that they recommend with other people who aren't the owner, such as me. I've been I've been on one of his shows. It may have come out, it may not, but it's going to come out. And Shag has been on because he couldn't get me as early as he wanted. Um, so, right. yeah. And that's the Brew Crew. So if you want to join the Brew Crew, I will talk about you whether I have anything to say or not. Uh-huh. That's a promise. Right. You could take that to the bank, the river bank or the financial bank, the blood bank. You could take it to the blood bank. I you could. Care. You could indeed. You'd get some weird looks from people working at those establishments, but hey, you know what? You've taken a, a praise from Paul Hicks to that bank and they've, they can't you do You know what they say it. about me at the blood bank? What? Here comes that guy who faints after he gives blood. That's what they say. <laughs> And they say, no, thanks. We don't need your blood. <laughs> right. Anyway. As oversharing. Anyway. Uh, do we as, have any feedback, Mike? Is there any feedback? So, yes, we do have some mail to go through, actually, Paul. Uh, first up, uh, Craig McTee uh, commented on uh, a previous episode, 191, and Craig wrote, Keith Giffen's Doom Patrol series is what made me fall in love with the team and characters, particularly the original trio of Cliff, Larry, and Rita. For that, I had only read a couple of issues of the Copperberg run. I'm still hoping DC will reprint and collect his Doom Patrol series in full. This Robot Man sto- short story from the Ghouls Just Want to Have Fun uh, one shot uh, was great and was a great walkthrough of the Patrol's history. Here's hoping we get news on a new Doom Patrol series soon and have a great 2024, guys. Thank you, Craig. Oh, thanks, Craig. Thank you. And thank you for all your support. You're always yes. supporting of our supporting stuff, our stuff that needs support. Uh, we got a message from 
We got a message from Tim Price on our last episode, Not Fading Away in 2024, and he said, I had no idea this story existed, but wow, what a great one. I love the story, all the characters referencing it. That page with the fluttering text boxes also evokes negative man's bandages, so another great time. Thanks for covering it. I probably wouldn't wouldn't have discovered it on my own, but thanks to your show, I could find and enjoy it. Well done, my Doomsplainers. Well done. Oh, that's from the start of our show. I like that. Um, as for this day in Doom Patrol game, I recognized it from page one, but I I know Paul didn't want to show off and get it with zero clues because he's that classy. Great start for 2024. Happy New Year, gents. Yes, I am classy. That's what everyone says about me all the time. Everyone? A man of infinite class. Uh-huh. Yeah. We also got a message from Frack, the, um, the slam poet, flamenco dancing surgeon, according to some. Uh, and Frack said, just read the Doom Patrol story in the Ghoul's DC special. Thanks, guys. I didn't even know it existed till I heard the episode. What a great story and an exquisite tribute to the legacy of the Patrol. Agreed, Frack, and thank you, as always. Wow. We also got a message from Justin Steiner on our website, about, ab, about, 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 as people say, about, not about. Um, sorry, sorry, my um, are you editing this one or is it me? I'm editing it. Hey, win for me. <laughs> win some, lose some, if you might. Anyway, <laughs> what did Justin have to say, Paul? And so he was talking about episode 190, which was Butcher Baker Candlestick Maker, which is uh, Eternal Flamey guy, that mm-hmm. one. Yep. yep. And he said, I'm happy to hear that you both thought Unstoppable, Unstoppable, Doom Patrol ended well. I thought it was great too. The whole series was wonderful and the tag at the end that they would return was very welcome. I hope we don't have to wait too long for an announcement. Green Arrow got upgraded to an ongoing, so maybe the Doom Patrol will too. The tag at the end was both cool, Danny the Street, and perplexing for Batwoman who laughs. But we shall see where it goes. I guess in the interim I'll have to get back to the Doom Patrol TV show as I've still only seen the first season. Oh, you've got some stuff to watch there. Yeah. Uh, speaking of TV, I've only managed one episode of Ahsoka so far. My wife wants to watch it with me and we're not being great at aligning our schedules to do so. Soon, I hope. Because we talked about Star Wars and Ahsoka and stuff and Clone mm-hmm. Wars and yep. Webbles. Yes. Yes. Uh, the Webbles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go back to teaching tomorrow after two weeks off, and I will strive to speak better than Paul did after his many weeks off, though I was laughing through the recap. until next, That's why I do it. I don't want to do it, but I do it because I know people love it. Right. Is that yeah. why you play the fool for the laughs? <laughs> I do play the fool for the laughs. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of a second, yes, I finished that uh, maybe a week or two ago. Very good. That's ah, good. Yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I want to do some Dalek for Flanger feedback because I don't do it in the show. Is that all right? Uh, I'll allow it. All right. Uh, so this is the last one I did, which is about the, the DC Universe app, which Mike praised excessively. Made me quite uncomfortable, actually, um, earlier. So, oh, <laughs> shut up. Uh, highly enjoyable. This is from Moby. From Moby. My, yeah, Moby. And he said, Hi, uh, not the singer, my friend. Um yeah. Yeah, uh, highly enjoy. I was trying to think of a Moby song I could sing it like. Oh my god! I... Just read his <laughs> read his feedback, you fool. <laughs> Language. Um, I'm going to have to go see the team religious man after that. <laughs> Dressing down. <laughs> what did Moby have to say about episode 23 of Dialogue for Flanger, Best He's... of the DC Universe Infinite App, starring? He said, "All right," Shad. he said. 
Highly enjoyable episode. Thanks, guys. Smiley face. As good as the app is, Silver Age content remains patchy, and and filling Silver Age gaps doesn't seem to be a high priority. It's always nice surprise to discover when this occurs, even if it is inch by inch. Yeah, we did actually talk a bit more about um, what was missing on the app, but I thought the show was getting quite boring, so I edited it out. So, because uh, yeah, after a while, it just turned to me saying things and Shag saying things is. Quite unlike this podcast where we're both saying things, but, you know, it's kind of similar. Anyway, um, was there any other uh, feedback? Yes. Do you want to do this one? About Dial F or about Waiting for Doom? Dial F. Uh, yeah, Justin Steiner wrote in about that same Read episode. it, you fool. And Justin said he really enjoyed the episode. Uh, I think back to nine-year-old Justin who started buying and reading comics in the fall of 1980 and how he wanted to read everything he could, but he was stymied by budget. That 60-cent price point happened quickly, and then 75 cents, and so on, and availability. I wonder what the younger version of me would think about reading comics on the apps and a screen. He would probably wonder why I don't read everything, but there are always limits. Anyway, I try to read as much as I can on Ultra and read older material for podcasts like JLI and try to fill in the gaps. As of this writing, late on Sunday the uh, 28th of January, I've read 52 comics on Ultra. I love the current World's Finest and Nightwing and so much more. I've been catching up on Batgirls, which is really fun, and Catwoman, where I'm really loving Ram V's tenure. Always something good to read. Thanks, Justin. Yeah, thanks, Justin. Thanks. Um, And was it true that we heard something sort of from the writer of that issue of the last episode of Waiting for Doom, the podcast about the Doom Patrol that we do? Uh, you mean from Alex Gaylor? I do mean from Alex Gaylor, yes. You've picked up on the MyQ. Picked it up like like a fox. Uh, <laughs> yes, Alex Gaylor actually tweeted it out. Uh, well, he responded to, to Wilfred's post on the website formerly known as Twitter. Uh, and Alex uh, was commenting on uh, episode 191 about the waiting for ghouls. Waiting for ghouls? <laughs> ghouls just want to have fun. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> And Alex wrote, This brought me such joy. Thank you so much for all the kind words about our little robot man tale. I'm so glad you guys loved it. It was a dream come true to tell this story. Um, and then he tweeted it out again, and he said they did a whole episode about our Doom Patrol story. This was such a treat to listen to. Kind of blown away by this. Please check it out if you get the chance. Thank you very much, Alex. I'm glad you enjoyed our enjoyment of your enjoyable story. Oh, that gave me the warm fuzzies. The, the, the fuzzy warmps. Yep. Um yeah. All right. Well, that's probably all we've got time for this episode. And I don't know what we're going to do next. We're waiting for doing. But, um, yeah, catch the start of DCOCD. And, Mike, say the thing you say at the end. As always, if you want to reach out, you can contact, uh, what's his name? Wilfred or Fred, because he's got no will, uh, on the website, formerly known as Twitter, at WFDPod. You can always email us at waitingfordoom at gmail.com. You can reach out along with the thousands of others on the Waiting for Doom Facebook page. You can contact us via our awesome website, waitingfordoom.com. You can pour some coffee on us at uh, Buy Me A Coffee. Look up Waiting for Doom there. And as always, stay weird, be good to each other, don't be a crumb bum, and we'll catch you next time at some point in the future for more Waiting for Doom. Waiting for Doom!
Um, I'm going to start all that again. It doesn't even make... It doesn't flow. It, I'm just stupid, okay? I'm tired. I can't read properly because my eyes are full of tears because of your bullshit. <laughs> I've been laughing so hard, so fuck you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll start that bit again. Um, 